Small City Life is a series of podcasts produced in collaboration with the St Albans and Harpenden Review. Here's Marissa Laycock. Lights out in theatre land. As summer turns to autumn, I usually book tickets for a play, a musical or a dance show. Sometimes it feels as if the only thing that can carry you through those long, dark winter evenings is the power of live performance, that excitement of lights, camera, action. I enjoy that feeling of anticipation from the moment my tickets arrive in my letterbox, knowing that an injection of theatrical energy is on its way. Only a pandemic on a global scale could have caused the show not to go on. I never really expected that one of the things missing for me the most in this new normal would be theatre, dance performance and musical shows. That first moment of walking into the auditorium and being shown to my seat. The intricate interiors add a certain intimacy to the power of live performance. Looking up at that dress circle, the ornate balconies and elaborately styled proscenium arch the dimmed lights, the faint scent of the dry ice creating that cloudy fog effect, those strawberry ice cream moments during the interval, flicking through the glossy programme and reading all about the play and the cast, the heavy curtains swishing open and the actors made up faces in colourful costumes, the smoke rising and the hushed atmosphere of a packed theatre just before the performance begins. Theatre-goers have been travelling to the West End for over 300 years and most London theatres are over 100 years old. The Theatre Royal in Drury Lane opened in 1663, making it the oldest West End venue, hosting performances for over three and a half centuries. For now, all we have is our memories. As I sit here and close my eyes, I can see Jim Broadbent bitterly spitting venomous words like, Are there no workhouses? in his expert rendition of Scrooge at the Noel Coward Theatre. I can transport myself back to the front row seat to Chicago and and see Cuba Gooding Jr. joyfully tap dancing before my very eyes. I can recollect dancers and acrobats from the Cirque du Soleil literally flying through the air at the Royal Albert Hall. Last November at the Alban Arena, I can remember being intrigued by the complex relationship between Professor Higgins and Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady, or captivated by the high-energy dance routines in West Side Stories expressing social tension. I can take myself back to this February, just before lockdown, when I brought my daughter along to see the Tango Fire Dance Company, and remember how she marvelled at the richness of choreography as the dancing couples twisted and twirled to traditional Argentinian music. For now, we must all live on our theatre memories. Cherish those moments in which we were immersed in fascinating performances and be grateful for what we have experienced. Theatre is a shared experience, an escape, a shining light, totally live and direct. They say that you'll never see the same show twice. It simply exists in the moment, and there is always room for improvisation. From the slapdash humour of Italian commedia dell'arte to the sombre pathos of a Shakespearean monologue. In the words of John Cage, American composer and performance artist, theatre is in the mind of the beholder. So theatre is a live medium, a live enactment. 
The performances can be electric, taking a hold of you and completely focusing your attention and emotions and even blurring our boundaries with reality. After an uplifting musical, we can feel elated and completely distracted from our personal circumstances. The voices singing in unison, listening to old songs like With a Little Bit of Luck and Circle of Life that sweep you away in a wave of nostalgic bliss. The performers' smiling faces as they hold hands and bow at the curtain call. After a soul-searching play, we walk out of the theatre in a completely different state of mind, triggering interesting conversations. We have been on a journey and may feel encouraged to take a look at ourselves, reflect on our values and maybe think about how we feel about our own lives. Dramatic storytelling has long been recognised for its therapeutic and healing potential, dating back to ancient Greece. Theatre-goers often identify with certain characters, and we can experience an emotional catharsis as a result of this, leading us to gain insight about our own life experiences. Of course, engaging with and being part of an audience is an inherently social experience, a cultural experience that connects us with others. The lights dim, the curtains go up, we all laugh, sigh and gasp, or shed the odd tear together. We are not alone, the audience becomes a community. In the age of mobile phones and downloads, the question is, can streaming and digitally manipulated drama ever replace the smell of grease paint or the roar of a crowd? Can watching a theatre production in the home ever compete with the power of live performance, the acoustics of a live orchestra, or the vibrancy of the performer's physical presence? Turning to technology may be our only option for now. That entertainment experience, that captivating world that we inhabit for two or three hours when we forget the real world and free our imaginations. It has sadly been taken away from us by unforeseen circumstances. The advances in video gaming is popular with new generations. Virtual space and virtual bodies can now interact, replacing stage space and real bodies so that drama and sophisticated storytelling can blur boundaries with reality in true postmodern style. Thankfully for now, we can support some smaller fringe theatres operating at a 30% capacity with one metre social distancing measures in place. The Ovo Theatre Company performed some plays this summer in Verulamium Park, which sold out pretty quickly, and hopefully may be putting on plays in the Maltings Arts Theatre this winter. Hundreds of theatre lights went out in 2020. No more live performances for the time being. For now, hundreds of dark stages remain frozen in time. We can stream theatre into our homes and thereby support the industry during these troubled times. The pandemic has certainly brought theatre to its knees, but I am hopeful that the lights will be turned back on and that it will be bigger and better than ever on its return. One day we will tell our great-grandchildren that back in 2018, 34 million tickets were sold and that in London alone in 2019, London theatres sold over 15 million tickets. We will recount. And so it was that in the springtime of 2020 that theatres all over the world fell silent. We will quote Oscar Wilde, who regarded theatre as the greatest of all art forms and, quote, the most immediate way in which a human being can share with another the sense of what it is to be a human being, unquote. Although some theatres may not survive, there is no doubt in my mind 
that even if it takes decades, we will rebuild this industry. Small City Life is a series of podcasts produced in association with the St Albans and Harpenden Review. To find more of our podcasts, go to radioverulam.com. And if you'd like to support our podcasts, please go to radioverulam.com slash donate. Thank you.